0: You're listening to
1: Since You Didn't Ask, where Matthew and Andrew tackle questions you might not be asking, but you might find helpful to answer. Questions about life answered through biblical lens. Welcome to Since You Didn't Ask. I'm Matthew, and I'm here with Andrew. And uh, the question for this episode is, how should Christians think about the topic of environmentalism? Or maybe another way to think about this is, how concerned should Christians be about the environment? And maybe just kind of a a sub point to that, and then I'll let you respond to to start, Andrew. Um, Like how should Christians even think about things like climate change?
0: Yeah, so that was going to be my first response was there's at least two layers of how do you think we should interact with our environment? Maybe then another layer of more on a societal level, how society should be interacting. Um, And then yeah, the question of, how do Christians interpret data coming from the scientific community and what that means with climate change and yeah. all that? Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a lot of, a lot of layers <laughs> I don't know. To that. Yeah. Go take so your pick.
1: Well, we'll just start off with um, should Christians be concerned about the environment or should Christians be concerned about taking care of the earth?
0: I would say yes. Okay. At some
1: level. Okay, at some level, what at what level? How do we sort that out?
0: Um, okay, so big picture, I think the creation was created good. It was spoiled by sin. Uh, the Bible makes clear that God is going to renew this creation and bring in a new heavens and a new earth. Um, and so in that sense, I think cre- uh, the Christians should be able to affirm that this world was created good. We're called to steward and um, to not spoil and... Um, Foul is the only word I can think of. Uh, We shouldn't uh, ruin what, you know, what what God has has made on purpose or needlessly. Um, Yeah, there's nuances in there, but those are some of the big picture.
1: So I wasn't totally expecting to go here, but maybe just to pick at this for a second, and this might just be more of an intellectual exercise for a minute, Um, but um, you used the word, you said that God created the world, good, Mm -hmm. agreed. He said that over and over. Mm -hmm. Um, The world was contaminated, ruined, by sin, mm-hmm. agree. Mm-hmm. Then you said that um, God is going to renew this earth. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you square that with like Second Peter?
0: Yeah, the dissolving of the elements. Right. And- it kind of sounds so, like God's
1: going to destroy the earth.
0: I would understand the language in Second Peter and in multiple other places in the New Testament that talk about the dissolution of the, the cosmos, the, the mm-hmm. created order, to be a language of renewal and that and that there will be a renewed earth, not not necessarily a complete destruction of this universe, but okay. that that's a, another multi podcast. Yeah. Thing. That might
1: be, um, the uh, the verse that we're referring to is Second Peter 3.11, if anybody wants to look at it, since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you be to live lives of holiness and godliness? Um, and then it goes on and says, waiting for and hastening the coming day of God, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved, and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn, right. um, but according to his promise, we are waiting for new heavens and new earth in which righteousness dwells. Um, this might be a semantic point. The way that I understand, at least, some, and then we'll move on on this. But the way, I, I do think this is relevant, though, to the overall uh, conversation.
0: If you're going where I think you are, it's very relevant. Yeah.
1: Well, I I think where we would um, agree, and honestly, I haven't done like the word study, and you might un- know some things on this that I don't. But as I understand, like how Randy Alcorn, I've heard him explain this type of passage, is that the new heavens and the er- new earth will be connected to the the current heavens and earth in the sense that there will be certain, it won't be like a a foreign world Mm -hmm. to us as believers. It's going to be material, it's going to be physical, um, and it's going to have some of the similar characteristics of of this earth. Um, I've understood it to be, this earth is destroyed and recreated, um, whether it be maybe that is a semantic. Yeah. a semantic yeah semantic point but but i do think that um i guess where i would bring this back on the environmental maybe we got a little bit off track and that's my fault uh that god created the world good sin contaminated it and whether this world is destroyed and recreated or this world is simply renewed if sin is what's destroying what god did as good i don't want to be a part of right doing that anymore right Um, and I think that's the, that's the heart of the believer to to start with on this conversation.
0: Yeah. So where do we go from there in terms of what it practically looks like and means?
1: So before we get, let's just assume for a minute that, uh, climate change is a real thing and let's assume that it is caused by man, by the activities of man. Okay. Those are both at this point, we'll put them in the categories of assumption. Okay. But assume both of those things to be true. What is the Christian's response? if climate change is a real thing it's been caused by man oh and then there's a third component that it actually is going to have catastrophic or detrimental, some detrimental yep, yep. impact yep. okay um how does a christian how should a christian think about that should we be concerned about climate change if all those things are
0: true well i this is overly simplistic but if those three things are true um like you said if 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 we can find causes that are coming from humans and that are from activity that is sinful or unnecessary, or, you know, um, uh, in some way, not in line with how God would want us to, to care for what he's made. Um, yeah, then we can talk about what it might look like to change those things. Um, I guess, practically, I feel like for most believers that ends up being probably how you vote. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I think
1: this gets a little dicier. Um, so you, you were saying if that, that activity is sinful,
0: so is, is, I know that's a big can of worms
1: (laughs) is, um, driving a car fueled by fossil fuels, sinful and, or is producing a
0: car that does that sinful. That's a complicated question. No, I don't think it's inherently sinful,
1: but let's just assume that driving that car
0: or the production right, of Right, contributes in a way that, yeah. Um, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I, I think that it is a, a question that points to something that we do need to think through more as as believers. So um, we may come back to this on the, the data portion, but I don't know that most Christians are genuinely able to sort through the scientific data and and resolve those questions maybe you to to know what's true and and what's not for sure i agree with you i think it's challenging um so for me uh, i'll just tell you how i process this this type of thing and then you can pick it apart if you want but for me um i'm not i started reading I, I actually went through a phase where I read a whole bunch of books on both sides of, like global warming, with, okay. um, and tried to to sort out the arguments on is global warming really a thing, man made, detrimental, and is it happening versus no, it's not, or it is happening but it's not man made, it's just part of a cycle, or it's not really going to be that detrimental, or whatever it is, and I I read probably two or three books on both sides of the issue for a while, went through this phase, um, and I was like. I, I tend to think because people ideologically that I agree with on other issues tend to discount or not buy into um, a lot of what the scientific community says and that there's all kinds of reasons and motives mm-hmm, and so forth mm-hmm. to skew that, that data. I tend to think, okay, not true, but I couldn't definitively or not as true as they say it to be maybe. That's who, Yeah, um, yeah. I can't make definitive statements there, so I'm I've moved more in my old age to a stage where I'm not particularly concerned with sorting that out. I'm okay. more concerned with um, I don't want to hurt the earth, but um, I want to think things through in a priority order that's according to God's priorities yeah. as much yeah. as I as much as I can, and so this brings us into almost an eschatological conversation. Right. Um, because, um,
0: as yeah, all theological discussions yeah. <laughs> eventually tend, <laughs> sorry, so different, a, different, different, different things. That would
1: be Andrew getting a dig in for something I said to him like five years ago, <laughs> Yep. Um, but, uh, the, the reality is, so if you take like a post-millennial view, which I think both of us would not agree with, but we both would probably be sympathetic to, and probably like, but just can't quite get all the way there, yeah. but in a post-millennial view, and I um, I know you already know this, I'm saying this more for listeners, there is a belief that the world will become more and more Christianized. And a lot of people will look at things at a micro level and say, no, it's not. Look at how much things are getting worse and worse and worse. But if you look at, look at, the, at world history and you look at the whole world and not just the United States, and you look at things in 500 year chunks, very clearly, the world is getting more and more Christianized. The gospel is going out. The Great Commission is uh, impacting more and more of the world, and um, and and we see that advancement of the gospel, and especially when we look at certain places in Asia and Africa, the gospel is spreading like never before. What does this have to do with environmentalism? I, I think uh, certain technological advancements mm-hmm. have facilitated the spread of the gospel, and. Many of those advancements have come in ways oh, that people I see. might yeah. associate with uh, being harmful to the environment. Um, not the least of which is, it's much easier. It's easier today than ever before to send missionaries to the most remote places in the world. And how do they get there? They get there on airplanes. Mm-hmm. And and you can just you can you can extrapolate extrapolate that into many many different things. Yeah. Um, if we were to instantly go all the way to another extreme and to make decisions about life and what how we operate that restrict that that take us to go backwards in some of those areas um, i would think that we might be moving into unhealthy grounds because we're actually restricting a higher priority than even preserving the earth which is the proclamation of the gospel yeah and if the the earth is on a certain timeline that whether it be renewed or destroyed and, and remade it's going to come to an it's end not as permanent. we know it yeah one way or another and i don't want to be like um needlessly trying to facilitate that toward its end but i have bigger priorities as a believer and really that's the that's the punchline. <laughs> for me is that when it comes to the environmental issues, I'm just, I don't want to get drawn into anything where I am, I am uh, needlessly or intentionally harming God's creation. But in the list of things that I'm concerned about in this world, that comes much further down the world. Um, I guess I'll let you respond to that. And then I had one, I was gonna take it one layer further.
0: Okay. Uh, The only thing I was really going to add is you touched on this at the very beginning, but... I think not only is it very complicated and beyond the reach of, of most believers to sort through the scientific literature on it, but even just the, um, even the scientists ability to sort through the, the causes and correlations and effects. I mean, so you transfer away from fossil fuels, what's going to be the impact of going all electric, nobody fully understands all that and the implications and all the, so it's, it's not a, it's choosing which problems to deal with. It's not eradicating problems when we. Do things like move away from fossil fuels or whatever it might be. Um, so I just I think wisdom would dictate that we not buy in so quickly when the world says do this thing; it's better. Well, yeah, maybe, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, you've probably read some of the same things that I have, where you know the argument is that it, it actually requires more fossil fuels to to produce a battery for an electric car than oh, really? a car would actually. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, uh, um. I, I, actually don't know what's true or not in yeah. that, but, um, and, and so again, that's where I would, I think the heart of the believer is, should be, I don't want to destroy God's creation needlessly. I don't want to, um, to, to take it for granted to the point to where I'm, I am being hurtful in that way, but I want to keep it in his right priority order. And if it's, um, if it's caring for people's souls if it's caring about even relationships that I have in the world today if it's caring for my family if it's caring for the medical needs of the world and of people that I know and care about and all of those things are going to come at a much much higher priority and um and I'm willing to accept that okay maybe we're going to facilitate an end of the world sooner but it's still all under God's sovereign plan and I'm yeah. not going to be I'm not going to be concerned about it yeah where i would take that a step further yeah where were you gonna go if you're not a christian if you're not a a if you if you don't have a biblical worldview it makes all the sense in the world that you right. would be radically environmental right because that is your only hope right like right. life is dependent on the continuation of this world and of this oh. earth, and that's your only hope.
0: That that is the the narrative at the elite level so at Elon Musk. Um, yeah. I just heard about a book, "What We Owe the Future," where it's yeah. like you need to think in millions of years and Yeah, all, yeah I mean, it sounds great from that worldview, you,
1: and uh, and it makes it makes perfect, it's sense. logical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this also is not a subject that I am particularly interested in getting drawn into talking to unbelievers about. I. I don't know that i can even think of a, of a time that i have had any type of real discussion about the environment with an unbeliever because i don't disagree with them from their world from view, their yeah from their worldview, i would totally agree yeah and i don't have anything to say other than but if you know the gospel and if you if you aren't suppressing truth which i wouldn't say that harshly sometimes maybe but then these just aren't going to be the biggest issues for you yeah and and really when it what it comes down to is i wish I wish that there was more of an acknowledgement of that in the political sphere. That it's not that in politics, there between when you hear Christians that tend to be, how do they get labeled? You know, climate change deniers or whatever. Um, maybe and maybe I think it's unwisely Christians are latched too, too much onto. I just don't want to get sucked into that propaganda, so I'm going to to deny it. I'm gonna. I would just um, uh, give an encouragement to say, look my worldview is not such that this world is where all my hope is based and so i'm just not going to prioritize that in the same way that somebody else is going to if that is their whole hope
0: yeah yep maybe I there's
1: agree. a better and cleaner way to express that but um
0: you would still say though i think there's room for christians if someone wants to grow up and be a scientist uh, an ecologist uh, that that's not a that's not a waste
1: no i, I totally Totally agree, Um, I'm glad you bring that up because I I think um, other than things that are explicitly sinful in and of themselves, I think that the world needs to be populated by Christians in every facet and field and um, how we care for the earth. If that's your calling and that's where God puts the passion in you and and to, to explore that and understand that and to dive into that science, then do that with all your heart I would just still caution even that Christian to keep it in the right priority place. Right. Don't ever let that, you know, elevate above above um, you know, the the evangelism of people's souls. And that's not really that different. You know, if God calls you to be a doctor, you're all about the preservation of right. human life. But if you're a Christian doctor, you never move that above Into your care primary. for people's souls. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so uh, that's that's just what governs all of our lives.
0: Okay. Great. Well, Thank you all for listening. Uh, We hope that was encouraging and helpful to you and we'll catch you on the next episode.